Welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley. And yes, it is already Wednesday. We are halfway through the work week. You got to love short work weeks. And I actually thought that I was going to be like scraping the bottom of the barrel, trying to find anything housing related to talk about, because usually, you know, Mondays in general, which I know it's Tuesday, but it's like a Monday with regards to data. Mondays are usually kind of weak with regards to data releases. Uh, And I thought that a Monday or the first workday after a holiday was going to be the worst. And no, actually, there's a lot to get to, starting with the CoreLogic Monthly Home Price Insight Report that, of course, did not disappoint. Year over year, home prices nationwide increased 15.4% in May of 2021. That is a big number. Now, as big as that number is, it doesn't actually even compare to the month-over-month data. So that's year-over-year, month-over-month. So just one month since April, prices jumped 2.3%. Now, annualize that. That's, what is that, 25% somewhere around there? So, or no, I'm sorry, like 27% if you annualize that. So as big as that that yearly number is, that month-over-month number is just insane. Now, not surprisingly, not a single state posted an annual decline, and the states with the highest annual increases were Idaho at 30.30%, Arizona 23.4%, and Utah at 20.4%. So these big numbers come out. And of course, you got the Facebook economists who are convinced that every time a double-digit appreciation report comes out, it's sign of the bubble that is just waiting to pop. And well, you know where I stand on this. I think that's completely ridiculous when you look at the data. And I'm not alone. Dr. Frank Nothef, the chief economist for CoreLogic, explained in his statement why this market is nothing close to 2005, saying there are marked differences in today's run-up compared to 2005, which was a bubble fueled by risky loans and lenient underwriting. Today's loans with high-risk features are absent, and mortgage underwriting is prudent, which, as someone who works in the mortgage industry, I can assure you that is correct. Now, unfortunately, just because there isn't a bubble, that doesn't mean that the housing market doesn't have a problem. Nothev says, demand and supply imbalances fueled by a drop in mortgage rates to less than one half of what they were in 2005 in a scarcity of for sale homes has fed the latest run up in sales prices. And so the issue is affordability. Every time we see home prices jump by 2.3% month over month, you are pricing people out of the market. So the question is, when will it end? That we don't know, but the CoreLogic Home Price Insight forecast isn't predicting a drop in prices, but they are forecasting a slowdown. They're predicting a month-over-month increase of 0.8% in June and a year-over-year increase of just 3.4%. Now, I say just because right now we're seeing you know 15%. So normally, like 3.4% wouldn't be horrible, but it just seems so minuscule when you're looking at double-digit appreciation. So they are projecting a slowdown. Once again, not a pullback, a slowdown. 
But as I mentioned, affordability is an issue. And that is something that Martha White over at NBC News talks about in this new report where she looks at the current boom that has created an affordability problem and says that it's not just the pandemic that has caused this problem. So she points to really three main causes. Well, there's actually more. But I think there's three main causes that I think are important to look at. The first, of course, being supply. Matthew Murphy, executive director of the Furman Center for Real Estate and Urban Policy at New York University, told NBC News that, quote, one of the most prominent housing issues in pre-pandemic America was supply shortages that is carried over and exacerbated. But we already had evidence of supply shortages heading into the pandemic. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but because demand was you know, somewhat normal, it wasn't as obvious. What the pandemic caused was buyer demand to just skyrocket. And one of the reasons why the Fed, no list would be complete without discussing historically low rates. Frank Nothiff, once again from CoreLogic, told NBC News that the increase in demand has really been sparked by the record low level of mortgage rates. Now, that really has sparked the demand, especially among millennials and Gen Xers. And we talked about millennials yesterday with some of the pros and cons that millennials are facing in the housing market. But one of the other groups that we talked about, which, of course, was baby boomers who are starting to leave money to their children, who are both millennials and Gen Xers. There's another component to baby boomers that kind of gets lost in the discussion that Martha White pointed out that I think is important. She said, historically, older Americans have participated in the housing cycle. And of course, the housing cycle is sort of, you know, you buy a starter home, you upgrade, maybe upgrade again. And then eventually you get to an age where, you know, your kids move out, you retire, and you're looking for a cheaper or at least smaller home. And you kind of move your way through the cycle. However, Things could be different right now because of the refi boom. Todd Tetta, chief production officer at Adam Data Solutions, told NBC News that, quote, you project out a year or two, and when rates have gone up, borrowers are going to look at increased prices and a new loan on a purchase and realize that maybe staying in their own home is cheaper on a month-to-month basis. And this is, like I said, is something that not a lot of people talk about, which is, you know, we have this housing cycle and in order for it to work, everyone kind of has to be a part of it. When you have one demographic that is deciding to not move as part of the cycle, the entire cycle gets clogged. And so if you have a lot of baby boomers who aren't moving out of their houses, what could end up happening is that one, builders may not have an incentive to build those smaller homes. Uh, and it can just kind of clog everything up. And so I think this is a, a, an important issue. And this isn't just for baby boomers. I mean, this is for everybody who's refining at these historically low rates. And as Tata mentions, when rates start to somewhat normalize, which I don't even know what that means anymore. You know, it used to mean like four or five percent. I don't know if that's necessarily a normalized rate. But once rates go up, people might realize, especially with home prices continuing to skyrocket, that staying where they are might be in their best interest. And that could exacerbate the inventory problem that we've been facing. Now, also in this piece, uh, White gets into the impact of the 2008 crash, uh, as well as record commodity prices. 
and the impact that's having on the building industry. So I highly recommend you read the piece. Of course, I link to it in our morning newsletter, the companion newsletter for this podcast. So you can check it out. Like I said, subscribe at marketsandmortgages.com. And as always, I do like to end the show on a positive note when possible. And I got great news, just fantastic news. It finally happened. Total loans in forbearance have fallen under 2 million. Where's my round of applause sound effect? There it is. Yes. There we go. Fallen under 2 million thanks to a four basis point drop, meaning 3.8% of total loans in, or that's the number of total loans in forbearance, which is at 1.9 million homeowners, according to the mortgage bankers estimate. So I think that's some great news, a great place to leave this Tuesday, or no, what is it, Wednesday, Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I will see you guys tomorrow. Enjoy your Wednesday. Just think, pretty soon the weekend's going to be here again, all over again. All right, you guys, like I said, enjoy your Wednesday. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.